1: Season for my life. And I'm going to try, when I was trying to put together these messages, like, uh, it's a little bit difficult to explain. And then, um, how many of you are new to our church or been here before? New? Have you heard about all the Christians before, Pentecostals? Or, yeah? We're kind of crazy, you know? We see things when there is nothing. But then the things, they just come. So we believe the things are coming. So I was trying to be easy on the way I'm gonna to speak today. You know, trying to talk some things. I don't wanna fail into the religious area. You know, but this I wanna be practical. I'm trying to be logic, but sometimes God, God's word is it doesn't make sense. You just follow it and then it happens. So I hope. And the reason why I'm saying this is because in the first two services I was trying to put it together. And it's like oh, then. I want to tell you what is this about. And I hope you can get this. There is a purpose for us in our life. And there is someone that don't want us to fulfill that purpose. Okay. And it's trying to mess up with our identity. And today I'm going to talk. There are ways that we can avoid that and fulfill the purpose. Life is simple if we understand that principle. And when I'm saying that, I'm not saying, like, you're not going to have trouble, but you're going to have it, but then you're going to behave. If you follow these principles, it's going to start making sense, and you're going to enjoy the ride. So, Zach, I gave you some verses. I think I'm going to mess you up, so just, I'm just trying to be honest right now. I told the Holy Spirit when, when we were preparing this, Holy Spirit, just use me, you know. And I was trying to be myself in a in, 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 in certain way. But I think that God has prepared something for us today. So um, the series that we are talking today is called Reborn, Made in God's Image. Um, it's a great opportunity for us to think what God, the way that God created us, right? And, and I think our pastor chose these uh Selected these messages because I think we are in God's time. Yeah, our pastors are amazing. I, I honor our senior pastor, you know, Pastor Juergen, Pastor Leanne, and Pastor uh, Matt, Pastor Lorraine. I appreciate the trust that they are putting, you know, to speak to you today. It's a privilege for me. And thank you all for your support. Thank you, pastors that are here today. I really love you. I love you. Pastor Vince, I love you. I love you, man. Thanks for everything. He's the first one that I remember the day when we were praying first time here. And then God gave me a work, And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. my voice went high. I don't know if you remember that. I didn't know how we pray here. So I'm coming new. Pastor Ben's like, yeah, keep it quiet. Okay, I would do so. Well, we bring, we bring stuff. But that's, if you wouldn't ask me 15 years ago. 15 and then, hey, you're going to be preaching to amazing people, amazing people in, in church, and you're going to be preaching in English. I will be like, no, you are wrong. You are wrong. But, but God has a plan for us. You know, I'm going to tell you, it's not that I'm nervous here. I trust in God, and I know that he has something for you. So get ready. So if we go back to this message, I mean, if we go back to the Reborn series, Um, I want to talk about the ways or the way that God provided us to get into the same image that he made us. He made us in an image so we can reflect his image. Right? That's why the Bible says he made us, and we're going to read it, but I'm just trying to put it together so you can understand. So the way he did, it was through Jesus Christ. He gave us an identity in Jesus Christ. He wants us to love others like the way he loves us. I mean, he love, and then he wants us to receive his love. And then at the same time, he wants us to give love, right? But there's an enemy that doesn't like that. I'm going to tell you why. If we go to Genesis 1.26, Genesis 1.26 says like this, Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. It doesn't say let me, it says let us, right? And the reason why I'm saying this is because when we are sent to this world, and when we are sent to this world, we are sent with a purpose. And then he says, in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky, over the livestock and the wild animals. Why he make us to his image? When we see our kids, oh they look alike, when I see Antonio playing, oh he's reflecting part of me, right? So God wants us to do that reflection. Why he made it to, to his his image? Somewhere in the eternity, eternity, he thought, man, the angels serve me because I created them to serve me. The Bible said that he made us a little lower, the angels, than the angels. But there's something that the angels don't have. La Biblia dice que, I'm sorry for my Espanol, my Spanglish. La Biblia dice, I feel like, la Biblia dice que él nos creó un poquito menores que los ángeles. But there is a problem that the angels cannot experience salvation. We do. And they wish they could experience. Los ángeles no pueden experimentar salvación. Pero ellos desean experimentar salvación. Pero nosotros sí esperamos experimentar. That was for someone. The fact that you can say, just think about it. You have to pay $100,000 and then, then someone comes like, it's done. You don't owe anything. That feeling, the angels cannot get it. But we do. So, when we are created on image, on God's image, it's to reflect that love, right? But there is someone that try to be opposite. And tries like, I hate God. And that's the enemy, called Satan. He hates God, God's image. So, when God sees us, he sees us with the intention to reflect, reflect God's image. So today, I want to talk in, in, in two points: how the enemy destroy that identity? Because that's what he's doing. And then, after you believe, he tried to destroy the way you believe, so you can go back again to your miss identity or. Anything that you want to call that is not the identity that God wants you to be. Um, first of all, I want to talk about uh, body, soul, and spirit. We are created by one designer. One designer. If you look at the solar planet, there is one design in the solar planet. See? It is one big system or nucleus. And then there are other items rotating one planets rotating in that that's the macro world okay now let's go to the micro world let's go do you know what this is Adam did you see something similar between the macro and the micro what did that tell you always a coincidence always a coincidence that happened no doctors have been able to Control a little bit of the micro world, but they cannot control, control the micro world. So under that, God's signature, he made us to his image. He made us to have a body, to have a soul, and to have a spirit. I don't want to get into details, but the body is what you see is when you stand in front of the mirror and say like, you look good. You look good in that brand-new jacket. That's what I did this morning. (laughs) Your soul, it's where your feelings reside. It's it's your personality. It's your character. You, You cannot, you can damage your body, but the things that damage your body sometimes don't need to, not necessarily damage your soul. And then this the Spirit is the one that God gives to us to have life. Uh, James two twenty six says, "As the body without the Spirit is death, faith without um, words, yeah, is dead, right?" So, but the point is that when we don't have the Spirit, we are dead. So when God provides the Spirit. The spirit is always trying to communicate with God, and the reason why I'm saying this, let's, let's think. Uh, I'm the soul, the mirror, the body's here, and there is a mirror. We always see the mirror of our body, but there is a mirror on the spirit. And when you commun- when you when you connect that spirit, when you said, "God, I believe in Jesus," you connect that spirit. There is a surge that comes from heaven because and then your spirit is being renewed, and now you start communicating in a different way with God. And there is a fight between that mirror that's saying, Ah, oh, you are you are the one, and then this other one saying, I'm looking for your heart. I don't care how you look, I'm looking for your heart. And then the enemy hates that. Because now you're coming and you're hearing, oh yeah. Don't matter how you look in the mirror, you are this, you are powerful, you are my children, you are my son, you are made, you are made to make this, you are made to conquer this. I'm I'm your provider. We just sing it. We just did. And then there's this battle when you come to here and someone tells you, No, you are not that. You are not that guy who came from Mexico and started speaking English. That is, you are not that guy. You are. You cannot do that. Who told you you are that one? The reason why I'm telling you this is because for the for the f- past two months I've been struggling at work, and I've been uh, a few months, ago, uh, a few years ago. You witnessed some of you know promotions, promotions. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm the one. <laughs> Until someone comes and tells you, I don't think you're qualified for your next position because I was moved into another department. And I could see the enemy just coming to you are not. You are not the one. And I start feeling, even with the people that loved me, you start feeling like, oh, I feel off. Because the enemy is trying to damage your identity. Even when you are a believer, he's trying to mark you. So, today I want to talk about two things. Covenants under God, or the covenants that God put in place, they are real. They don't change. The covenants won't change. And they're firm. The only thing we've got to do is get into the covenant and be part of it. So because that covenant, and, and, and I'm basing this, and I'm going to, I told you, uh, Zach, I'm going to mess you up. Bro. It says, uh, on Psalms, Psalms 105, talking about the covenant, covenant that God made with, with Abraham, um, he said, He is the Lord our God. His justice is seen through the land. He always stands by his covenant. The God that we have doesn't say like, mm, I made a mistake here. Going to take it out. I promise you something. I'm sorry, son. I can't do this. I'm going to take it out. He doesn't act like that. Our God is, is perfect. He knows what we need. He knows what you want. So we have to enter into that covenant to have a life, a fulfilled life. So today I'm going to show you and I want to explain to you for those ones that are not. Feeling into that covenant because the enemy has changed your identity, and then you feel off. That's gonna be point number one. You're feeling off, it's like, oh, something is not right. I try here, I try there, I try there, and I don't, I'm still not knowing who I am. And then the second one for believers that are ready on that direction of being, perfo- being, uh, re- uh Getting better. I apologize. I miss the word sometimes. What, how the enemy works. Are we good on that? Yes. So because of the covenant that is non, it doesn't change. The title of my message is called irreversible. That's something you won't change. I can't rely on my God that he's not going to back up. He's not going to back on me. He's not going to let me. I rely on that he put me in one position because he has a plan for me. You can't rely on him that his promises, he's not lying about the promises that he spoke to you. He is not lying. He doesn't want you to step back and then step away because he made a, 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 a wrong decision. He doesn't want you there. Obama. Obama. God wants you to move forward. And when he said go, you go, and he will open the doors. No matter if you don't see it or not, he will do it. (laughs) Point number one, God wants you to define your identity on him. He wants you to discover, to find your real identity. This is point number one. Um, I want to talk to you about... uh, a lady in the Bible. Her name is Rahab. Have you heard about her? And they, they, the Bible call her the prostitute. Rahab the prostitute. Rahab was living in a city that was about to be attacked. But the Israelites, God's people, they... They already have their reputation across the area. Like, oh, those guys are strong. They have a God that opened the sea. And then, you know, they get feed by God. They get fed by God. Oh, a lot of things I heard about it. And they're coming. And she's living in that city. But she's living a life. An unfulfilled life. She's living to provide satisfaction to others. But she is not feeling fulfilled. And she's feeling lonely and now there's a problem. She's doing, she's doing things to support her family. Because When you read it, you can see she's worried about her family. And then the whole circumstances because you when you read about it she was le- living in the outside of the, the city she was not living in a palace in a good place you can tell that was a good life somehow during her life her mind transitioned into the, the the purpose that god had for her into becoming what she was sometimes that happened in our lives someone hurt you like I'm telling you, I couldn't, you, you might see me here playing and singing, and oh, that guy is super strong. But the enemy tried to mark me, you are not qualified for this. God didn't brought you here. And then, God, the enemy tried to do that at your early age. That's what we need to protect our kids. That's what we need to protect your kids. What are they hearing? I our culture of honor, I, I, I'm getting it and I made my mistakes sometimes. You don't tell your kids how bad they are. You, don't tell, you tell them how good they are and the mistakes they're making and just keep it. Speak life. That's, that's honor. We speak life. So this person, Rahab, she was like, I, I don't want to live like this. Suddenly, someone talked, knocking the doors. There were two spies from the Israelite. That they were sent. They were sent to the city to spy the city. And then they entered to the city and it's like, oh, soldiers. And suddenly, for some reason, they ended up in the house of this uh, woman. And then she said, I have heard about your God. I hear about, I hear he opened the sea. I hear wonder things. So please come. She sees an opportunity. He sees an opportunity. She knew that if she continues on that life, that life is going to destroy her and her family. And I can't imagine because it's not like, yeah, come. Because you can see after she opened the door to despise, the spies, the king soldiers come to trying to get her. So there was something there that she was needing. It was done. Something happened that day. She was like, I'm, I don't want this life. But at the same time, I have to keep doing it because of my family. How are they going to eat? But God sent the opportunity. God is trying to look the way or to get to you. Dios está buscando la oportunidad de llegar a tu puerta y tocar y que tú abras y que lo encuentres. God is trying to look for an opportunity. He's knocking at the door. Hey, hey, hey. So when you open and you take it, you take it, you take it, you don't wait. There is nothing to lose with God. And then um, she she makes a, a, a pact with them, a covenant with them, because she's like, okay, I know you're gonna take the city. Please do not hurt my family. I promise, I'm gonna help you. And then we go here, um, Josh, 2, seventeen. They make a covenant with him, with her. Before they left, the man told her, we will bound the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. Next one. When we come into the land, you must leave this scarlet rope. Say with me, scarlet rope. What that comes to your mind when you say scarlet? Blood. Hanging from the window through which you let us down and all your family members, say with me, all your family members... Your father, mother, brothers, and all your relatives must be inside the house. So what happened here, and I'm going to tell you the, the, the end of the story. They asked her to put that scarlet rope on their window so when they invade the city, they see it as like, that's someone we cannot touch. And then we're not only not going to touch her, but we're going to save her And his family. The covenant that God has for us. Is by blood as well. That's why Jesus died at the cross. And that is the message we preach. Because that is something irreversible. That's something he's not going to change. He already did. He already paid for it. There is nothing you can change. You just got to enter into that covenant. Because Jesús murió por ti. Jesús lo hizo por amor por ti. Y Él hizo un pacto contigo. Esa es la única manera que tú puedes entrar y aceptarlo en tu vida. Y Él va a cambiar la identidad que tú has tenido hasta ahora. I'm going to tell you what happened. She, she got saved. The family got saved. And then, yeah, they conquered the, the, the city. But it didn't end up there. This woman, this woman uh, if we go to um, Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, it started making a list of great men of faith or women of faith. And Abraham and Deborah and make a list and then suddenly it there at the end Rahab Wait, wait, wait a minute Hebrews 11:31 says it was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people on her city who refused to obey God for obey God for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies but If you follow, it was by faith. She believed. She heard and then she acted. Sometimes you don't need to wait to be convinced. You just hear and then you act. Hear and act. Hear and act. Hear and act. That's how you're going to start seeing the blessing. That's how you're going to start seeing the blessing. This morning, some of the chairs at 8.30 were empty. And I told God, it's empty. And he said, no, you're not seeing well. They're just ready for the people that are going to come here. They're just ready for the... Yeah. We don't see them that way. She changed the story because if you read on the, the line of Jesus, the genealogy, genealogy of Jesus, Rahab is part of it. She was part of that amazing line. God wants to change the identity that the enemy has put on you. God wants to change the reputation that the enemy has marked you with. And he wants to change it. Not only for you to be in a, chair, in a chair, he wants to change it so you can be in history. So you can be in a better place. So you can save your family. So you can be an influence. Now you don't read about Rahab the prostitute. You read about Rahab, the, ma- the women of faith. Yes, yes. Go for Cherish. Go Cherish. Number two. God keep his covenant irreversible because he knows the enemy is going to come back and try to change it. That's what was trying to do with me. Oh, you think that God put you there? You think that God gave you that promotion? Oh, you really think that? Let's go to look for, uh, I'm sorry, Psalms 105. To let you know that God, tested, God tests your character to make sure if you're ready to fulfill your dreams, he tests your character. But the enemy tests your identity. And Psalm says, and this is talking about uh, Joseph in Egypt. Do you remember that Joseph was sent first? He was uh, sold as a slave. And the Psalms speak about what happened. But it was very interesting when I was reading about this. He said, uh, he called for a famine. On the land of Canaan, cutting off its food supply. This is what happened at that time. Then Joseph, he sent someone to Egypt. He's talking about Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised, the Egyptians, they bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar. Until the time came to fulfill his dream, the Lord tested Joseph. Character. Sometimes we get desperate. Lord, you promised me this. I want to get there. We're not ready yet. I'm, that's why I'm, it's not, it's not testing you. It's not tempting you. Please, I don't want to, oh, God, God's tempting me. God doesn't tempt anybody. And we go to James. I don't want to jump in there. But God is making sure you're, you were in the oven properly. You know, you have all your salt and you're ready to be a provider. Yeah. I think I always was thinking that, um, that every time I go through a season of my life, a learning experience, I was like, oh, I never thought that I could be a teacher. And I, I was teaching in college long time ago when I was married, barely married with this beautiful woman, my wife. <laughs> and she's like, it's you. <laughs> I will not take this journey without anyone else. And I'm saying it with respect. I love, I love my wife. I love my wife. And she knows we are growing, going through a season right now. But she's there with me. She's there with me. And she bought my jackets. When I'm going to <laughs> preach on Sunday. She's like, this is what you're going to use. I love you, baby. So, the character is being tested. It's being tested. But now I know I can give. I can give. I can do it. That's one. The enemy on the other side tests your identity. If we go to look for the story of Jesus going into the desert. This is Jesus going to the desert to be to fast and pray. And the enemy followed him. Do you know that story?" He was tempted in the desert. And the enemy asked Jesus, "If you are the one." What it caught my attention here is like um, the Bible said the Spirit took God to Jesus to that position. I'm gonna tell you something in a prophetic way. Where you are is where God has moved you, is putting you, because He has a purpose. Do not let the enemy tell you who you are. Do not let the enemy, if you are sure, that God put you in that position. Do not let the enemy tell you, you are not made for this. Yeah, he said, if you are, you can make this uh, rocks making bread. You can make a carne asada if I want to. You can put you in the grill if I want to. But I don't need to validate you, I only listen to my father, I only listen to for my God is saying who I am i don 't need to validate anybody i don 't need to validate anybody look this is this is very amazing, and then he wasn 't the power of the Holy Spirit, he was moving, they he said he came back, and this is this is what impressed me that If you understand Jesus growing and and, and understanding that he is the Messiah, he was like us. He has to go through that process when he sees himself in the Bible and saying, like, oh, a virgin, Maria or Mary. That's my spanglish coming out. Maria. (laughs) And then Carpenter or Emmanuel. And then mom come and say, son, this is what happened to you. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. But then with the time, remember when he asked his disciples, hey, what do the people say? What are the people saying about me? He was human. Don't think that he was God. Oh, he he did it because he was God take the crown out of the, the king and bring it into the normal people yeah he's the king but now he's ruled by but the, the same rules that we are being ruled that was the same situation he was human like us he, he felt the heaviness to carry the sin of the world and then the enemy once in a while comes like are you sure are you sure you can carry this so he needed, he needed a confirmation. And that's when emerge prayer for disciples were there. Hey, Peter, Pedro. Who's saying the people I am? Who, who, So there was something there in the Father. I want you to understand this. He doesn't let you alone. He doesn't save you. To, to have eternal life, to live you alone. He walks with you. He walks with you. Your life becomes an amazing journey. So, the, the, the Bible said they came, and I'm going to read this. Jesus returned to Galilee. This is uh, Luke for Zach. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit, and news about Him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their, in, the, in their synagogues and everyone praising. And then he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as it was, as was his, his custom. He stood up to read. Imagine Jesus coming from that and then saying, oh, here, you're going to read these." And then he wrote the scroll of the prophet. Isaiah, it was handed to him and then unrolling it, he found the place where it's written, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's a, he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom from the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll. Gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And then the eyes of everyone was like, what did you say? They were fastening on him. Because he just said a truth. When you speak the truth, your heart gets impact. When you speak the truth, you can feel it. And then he said this, after he gave it to the attendant, next one, today, look at this, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, God was like, yes, son, you are the one that I've been putting on this mission he didn't only get fulfilled of the power. And for it, this is something we need to get used to. Where are you going to get your confirmation? Where are you going trying to validate yourself? Are you looking down on social media? You are in the wrong place. Are you looking with friends? You are in the wrong place. The only place is the one. If you go to the one that created you with purpose. El único lugar donde puedes ir a buscar quién eres tú es el... el, el, el Si vas a lugar El Te Creo, si vas a palabra that is the only place you can look for. That is the only one. He is the only one who can define you. He is the only one who can tell who you are, where are you going? No one else, nobody else can tell it. People try, try to tell us who we are. People try to tell you who you are. But you are not that. We need to get rid of that those thought. That I cannot do this. I cannot speak. I cannot sing. I cannot lead worship. That was This is my wife. That's what we used to say. Look at us now. We have in this a beautiful team. If you wouldn't tell me, oh, you're not, can, you can do that. You don't have the English. You can. But God has a different plan. He changed my story. He changed my life. And he has not done yet. Dios quiere cambiar tu vida. It's a beautiful gift when we take that little cup. Jesus said, Do this in memory, remembrance, remember. The one day, I took my only son. I can't even imagine that. If you ask me for my only son and say, you can probably relate to me, Chris. If I said right now, say, Chris. uh, Chris, I need your only son. And I need you to send him so he can pay for the sins of everyone. But that did. So that little cup... It's just his remembrance when we think about how he was sacrificed and all the injuries that he got, the bread. That is the initial, the initial part of our salvation. He took it. He didn't wait for you. He said, Here, here's my covenant. Come over. Come over and take it. John 1, 12. So I want you to step out of this place with your head up. Don't let the world tell you who you are. If you want me to tell you what's happened with my story. Because I understood one thing. I was I was reading Joshua, and Joshua was listening to God and taking direction to the Israelites. This is what we're going to do. Imagine Joshua after being, after following Moses, and now he has to take over. Now, Pastor Bing, you have to take over Pastor uh, Jurgen. you know. I was like, sure. you know. And Joshua, listened to God. And he went, and hey, God says this. And then the Israelites started experimenting more, the power of God, walked through the river, you know. He opened the river, started seeing more miracles. And then the Bible said that that day, this is how it says, Joshua became a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites. This hit me. Because if you ask me what I can do on my situation, I was like, nothing. I'm just trying to carry a different armature, which I'm not made for. God didn't make me for this. And I know that God's flowing right now. And I know that God's going to do something amazing. And I know that God's going to glow. And I know that God's going to show on that place that everyone is going to see him. For now, I'm just quiet. And then when I hear that, like... Wait, wait, wait a minute. You're saying that Joshua was a great leader, but he didn't do anything. You did it all. And I could hear God's voice saying, exactly. Exactly. That is nothing that you can do. Nothing that you can do to impress God. Nothing. Nothing. Come show. Wicked church is about to go to the next level, you And it's going to start to worship. It's going to start to worship. You are not here for casualty. God's going to use you in a different level. Worship team, get ready. Get ready. John 1, 12 says, But all who believe him, and accept him. He gave him the right to become children of God. What a beautiful! You don't have a father, and suddenly, come. Now you're my son. Wait, you, you don't have where to go. You don't. You don't have anyone to tell you, "I love you." You. You don't find yourself in that place. You probably are under that circumstance and you don't, but you don't feel loved by anyone. You have tried different things. And then this covenant that it was through Jesus says that if you come to him, you become a child of, of God. The one that created the universe, the one that, that flows everywhere in this world. I'm going to be pushy today. You cannot waste your time anymore. That's it. That's it. You have, once you're here, you have to take a decision and see the results. The people that are sitting today here, we are not perfect. We are here because we are so imperfect. And we just took a decision to follow him. That is nothing. Nothing that I can do that can make me righteousness. Only, only the covenant that he did in, through Jesus Christ in the cross. There is nothing that can make you perfect. Only the at the cross is where you find that. So today, today, I'm going to ask you, if you want to bow, all, you, all of you want to bow your heads. think that how much you've been wondering you've been injured in your life your soul has been injured your identity has changed God wants you to renew wants to renew your spirit he wants you to be reborn he wants you to change What the people have been saying about you, he wants to change it. So you're not calling, you're not being called what the world said about you, but you're being called what he says about you. Today is the day, no more. I just feel that there is a big need in your heart. You're not going to lose anything. Try Try. What are you waiting for? Just try. If you become one or more, one of, of these crazy people, welcome. But that's it. But if you find the true love, you're never going to regret it. Never. So today I'm going to ask you. If after all, you've been hearing about it. You've been hearing about it. If you want to try. If you want to say, Lord, I want to believe. I hear about your wonders and miracles. Same like Rahab did. I hear about it. And this is my last chance. Because after this, the seed is going to be destroyed. So if you want to try. Because you have hearing, you're believing. I'm going to invite you to lift your hands. If you want to say, yes, I want to, I want to change my identity. And I want to be defined for what God wants me to be defined. Thank you. Thank you. You can lower your You can lower your arms. Thank you. God is moving on this place. God is moving on this place. Oh, Papa, Shana, so, love. Just feel it church God is moving Holy Spirit is moving in this place Thank you Holy Spirit I'm telling you that this month is going to be amazing This month is going to be amazing Women when you come from cherries Oh something big is going to trigger Something big is going to trigger Go with expectation Anyone else Who wants to change The direction of his life Anyone else God wants to put the real identity on you. Anyone else? One, thank you, son. Thank you. Let's pray this prayer. If there's anyone else, pray with me, church. Pray with me. Close your eyes and, if you lift your, your hand, just pray with me, saying, "Dear, jo- dear Jesus, I have here today." About the wonder, what the wonderful things you do on people's life. I want to be one of them. I want you to change my identity and redefine me under your word, Father. I'm asking you for, I'm asking you for forgiveness today. And I want to enter into that covenant that is going to bring eternal life, not only to me, but my family. I want you to be my father. I want to. I want to hear you. I want you to guide me through me through my life, and I want to see victory every single day of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand up. I feel, I feel authority. Pastor Alex, I'm feeling authority right now. And not because of me. Please understand this. Doesn't make me any different. It doesn't make me any different to be here than there. I'm not using this place to look nice with my nice jacket. If you want to receive, if you're struggling with your identity today, I'm going to kick the devil out. If you're struggling with your identity today, I want you to receive. Just lift your hands. Kamashi. Who you are, where are you going? Father, we thank you today. Right now, any lie that the enemy is putting right now is going gonna, gonna to live in Jesus' name. Anxiety is gone in Jesus' name. Validation. Validation. You don't need to validate right now. The only one who's going to see through your heart is God. And you're going to listen for what God is going to do in your life right now. I release uh, that word over to you that confirm that you are a child of God, that you are you can move in miracles that your word is not only your word but it's, it goes it's backed up by the word of God that every time that you speak at work that every time that you speak in the place where you move things are going to happen things are going to start getting released right now in Jesus name we're going to start impacting this city Koba Masha in Jesus name right now receive receive this believe in this believe in this We're going to start moving, moving Toward the, uh, the, the direction that God Has poured on us, the direction that God Has showed us before In Jesus name Enemy, you don't have anything On this place We don't take your lies. We only serve the only And powerful and mighty God This is Territory of our God In Jesus name we pray Thank you
0: Lord God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.